Have you felt these holiday stressors? Food temptations and sugar everywhere. Food pushers trying to get you to eat what they made. People you have to see who talk about topics you don't want to talk about. Foods that are only available this time of year and you struggle with fear of missing out. Feeling like you might as well just say screw it to any attempts to be healthy until January. Getting close to the end of the year and judging yourself for not being further along in your goals. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to wait until after the next holiday to prioritize your health. You don't have to resign yourself to stress, exhaustion, deprivation, discomfort, and shame this holiday. In my self-care keto holiday guide, you'll get a plan to navigate the food opportunities of the holidays from a mindset of self-care with a 50-page easy-to-use downloadable and printable guide, 26 easy, delicious keto holiday recipes that everyone will love, a holiday planner exercise that you can reuse holiday after holiday, year after year, and a bonus emotional eating mindset exercise. You're going to design a holiday plan that's focused on what you will actually enjoy because it's your holiday too. Uncover the people-pleasing mindsets that cause you to self-sabotage on holidays, have strategies for food and alcohol that actually work for you, have exciting new recipes to try, know how to handle food pushers and awkward food conversations, Develop self-awareness and self-compassion for emotional eating at the holidays. Know how to succeed anywhere, at home, at someone else's house, even at a restaurant or traveling. Feel in control and have zero regrets and be ready to get right back on track with a healthy mindset after a holiday. You can instantly download this great new resource for just $19 at theketofit.com slash holiday. Hello, hello, friends. So personal question for you today. Do you suffer from any kind of GI issues, digestive issues like SIBO or IBS or GERD, anything like that? Are you frustrated with weight gain? Are you dealing with any kind of mental health issues like anxiety or anything else that's bothering you? And has your doctor told you that there's nothing wrong? I am your self-care keto coach, Jess. I help women lose weight with a keto diet and a self-care mindset. And today I'm going live with a very special guest, Connie Rutledge, and she is a seasoned nutritionist who uses functional nutrition to help her patients feel better, heal their hormones, and heal their bodies. I'm gonna be bringing her in right now. So as Connie's joining us, I'm so excited to be able to introduce her to all of you. Welcome, Connie. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I got to know, are you decorated for Christmas yet? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) When do you decorate? After Thanksgiving. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving. Absolutely adore it. So yeah, me too. Me too. But my (laughs) husband is a Christmas freak. Like, as in like Buddy the Elf level Christmas freak. And the day after Halloween every year busts out that Christmas tree. So we are already decorated over here. Okay. (laughs) We do like a mixture of Thanksgiving and Christmas decorations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great. (laughs) And you know what? Whatever works. And if he's into it, that's so great. Yeah. It's true. And he's so into it. And now I have a five-year-old daughter and it just brings her so much joy too. So I can, I can overlook it for all the joy that happens here in this house. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. But I can't do the Christmas music yet. It annoys me. I'm like, I can't, (laughs) I I can't get into that yet. I'm not ready because then it's like two months out of the year. We're singing the same songs. I can't do it. I, I hear you, but I do, (laughs) I too have, I have grandkids, um, 
and they are definitely into it. So lots of jingle bells singing at this moment. <laughs> yes, it's fun to hear them sing it and mess up it, the words a little so bit. They great. think they know the words, but it's so, so cute. cute. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> oh, well, good. Connie, I'm so excited to have you here. And I'd love for you just to introduce yourself briefly to the audience here. Tell us um, what you do, how long you've been doing it, just a mm -hmm. little brief intro into you. Well, first of all, I adore your work, and thank it's you. so fun to collaborate. So thank you for having me on. Thank you. Um, I'm a functional nutritionist, um, kind of stumbled on this path. My daughter was ill um, as a junior high aged young woman moving into mm -hmm. her hormonal, you know, up, up, upswing, and she struggled a lot with mm -hmm. hormones and cyclical migraines and um, nobody could kind of touch what was going on with her. Um, we mm -hmm. had her into neurologists and every test came back clean. She was struggling with something called cyclical vomiting syndrome, which was mm -hmm. horrendous. And I just kept asking, is it something she's eating? You know, blah, blah, blah. I was not into nutrition at all and mm -hmm. um, struggled with weight you know, my whole life and had a kind of unfortunate um, relationship with food, like many of us yeah. um, through high school and college. Um, that being said, you know, I needed to figure out what the heck was going on. And I started, um, the internet was new, it was 2010-ish. Uh, and I went down that rabbit hole and got really knowledgeable in you know, maybe gluten is the issue, maybe grains were the issue, maybe processed foods, you know, maybe she wasn't getting enough protein and, and nobody could had any answers for me at that at that moment, you know, all the mm -hmm. doctors kind of tilt their head and go, well, you know, you're, you're probably wasting your time being wow. concerned about that. Um, turns out she was very gluten intolerant, even grain intolerant. And mm -hmm. um, it took it took years uh, to get to get to the point where she was willing to change her diet and make some right. changes that made sense for her as a high school student. And, you know, mm -hmm. everyone's eating cookies and, you know, the snack cart goes, grills around and it's, it, it, it tastes good as yeah. we, as we know. Right. Yeah. So I then um, decided, well, I had, I had countless moms calling me saying, I hear you fixed your daughter's migraines. What wow. did you do? Wow. And um, I just thought, you know, this is something that maybe I can be really instrumental in helping others with. So I went to a holistic um, college of natural medicine, learning mm -hmm. nutrition, and because that that kind of spoke to me. Yeah. Um, and it and it was really interesting because as you kind of asked a couple questions, I was kind of kind of going back in in the process of how things unfolded for me. And as a student of holistic nutrition, it was very plant-based right. and very interesting, you know, in the early 2000s, um, you know, I was paying a lot of money to learn plant-based diet and uh, pretty much trying it on for size and it didn't suit me real well. I was struggling um, with a higher carb diet, even, even though it was uh, beautiful plants and really healthy foods that I was eating, I was not really comfortable. I was having anxiety. I was having trouble keeping my weight off. Um, definitely 
over exercising to remedy that I struggled with weight, like I said, early on in, in my um, teens and early 20s, and um, compensated with a lot of exercise and low fat, you know, low calorie restriction. Um, And, and then kind of got into my mid 40s, and started having serious anxiety issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a nutritionist, that's a little bit uncomfortable, because I'm, you know, running classes and um, offering what I know, you know, from my education, but it's not resonated, you know, it's not resonating in my own body. So I kept digging. And I probably practiced that for about three years. And then I found metabolic typing. And Mm -hmm. um, it was intriguing to me, uh, which, okay, so I then offer that in my practice, um, Mm -hmm. customized nutrition using a very, very um, detailed data-driven uh, uh, process and assessment, asking all kinds of questions about the autonomic nervous system and the um, oxidative system and how food makes you feel, I- you know, in, in addition to silly questions, which are, you know, seem irrelevant, like your pr- pupil size and the wow. color of your skin, because our capillaries dilate and constrict, and our automatic, our, our autonomic nervous system, which is the you know everything that happens automatically, we don't have to think about, is in control of that. And so mm-hmm. we're looking for a dominant system in your body to determine how you should be eating, whether it's gonna you know make uh, you're gonna metabolize a food um, uh, acidic wise or um, um, alkaline. And we're all a little bit different in how food kind of digests and, and creates the chemistry within us. So I took the test and learned I'm like the Eskimo. I do much better on low carb, higher fats, good quality proteins. And when I flip my diet from a massive salad, you know, in the in the afternoon with a little bit of white meat chicken and maybe some low fat dressing, and I, you know, I was hungry all afternoon long wanting cookies and candy and all this, then um, I, I switched it to grass fed beef patty um, with some blue cheese crumbles and a, um, a spinach salad with tons of oil and, and it was so much less food you know, my plate, and I, and I remember finishing that meal and I had clients coming in the, in the afternoon, I was working at a health club and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get through the afternoon because I don't have enough food in my body. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I settled down and I um, thought about it about two hours later. And I thought, my goodness, I'm, I feel so good. Right. And so, I mean, it it went from there. And so Mm -hmm. I really switched how I thought about how food affects us and practice very differently. Um, and it worked out beautifully. And so I use that in my mm-hmm. practice, not with every client, but with the, the ones that seem to be struggling. And, and a lot of people don't really want to know all that information. You know, right. they just kind of want to be given a little bit of a roadmap and they, they move on. Um, but those that are struggling and having, you know, no response to maybe a keto diet, yeah. um, they might learn that they have the fat is very, very clogging. And it, it, it just dispels the energy that food is supposed to be giving them. Right. So that, that's, that's how the customized nutrition came in. 
And then as, as I moved forward in my practice, I was still kind of disappointed um, going into a, amino acid therapy, working with neurotransmitters um, and supplementation to really support how your brain gets fed. Because mm -hmm. if your digestion doesn't work real well and you're not eating the right kind of foods, then your brain isn't getting fed and you're not able to behave like you want to behave. Right. So there's so much, you know, the body's so amazing. And um, then going into lab testing with the functional diagnostic nutrition, looking at hormones and gut health. And so it just gives us so much information um, to really balance and get, get clear on what the body might need is mm -hmm. as far as healing. And, um, and I, love, I love offering those services and it's, and it's a lot. Um, and it's a, and it's a deep dive into your, you know, optimal health, but it's so worth it. Um, and then as a result of, of all of that, I'm a very spiritual person and I mm -hmm. know that we're so much more than this physical body. Mm -hmm. And, um, I kind of dabbled in hypnosis and mm -hmm. I have done a couple different hypnosis, um, uh, modalities, one, the traditional, you know, um, basic hypnotherapy courses and but I'm really kind of um, really proud of what I've developed with the hypnourish and yeah. it's it's usually it's usually after we've worked together and kind of um, developed a relationship um, and then we can get really clear and comfortable in a setting that allows a deep um, mindful meditation mm -hmm. that can offer and kind of un, um, uncover some deep-seated issues that are, you know, it's just kind of the icing on the cake as yeah. you are understanding how you should be eating and maybe struggling a little bit with that, like, like we all do, but getting a, a deeper sense of the authentic you and how mm. beautiful it is just it, enjoying that part of being in the human body. And so that's... Yeah. That's kind of a, a snapshot of me mm -hmm. and, and how I work. And yeah. it's, it's fun to share it. Thank you yeah. so much. This is all so fascinating that I have a million follow-up questions oh, for God. you. But also, I just want to thank everybody who's joining live right now and ask you guys to put your questions in the chat feed if you have any. And I'll, I will pitch them to Connie. So the first thing that I want to, to dig into with you is the metabolic typing. Because this is so um, curious and interesting that... <laughs> something about our biology or our DNA, our genetics yeah. can actually teach us how it is that we're supposed to be eating. And that might look different than, um, you know, your best friend, your cousin, whoever. And so we've always kind of like, we say that as a platitude, right? Like different strokes for different folks, but yeah. we don't really understand the mechanism behind it. So how is it that you, for example, should eat like an Eskimo when you live in San Diego? Like, can you break it down for us? Are, are you in San Diego? I know it's California. I'm in, but I'm in San, Luis, San Luis Obispo, about, about six hours up the state. Okay. Yeah, okay. with traffic. But the climate uh -huh. is completely yeah. different. Totally. Yet your genetics are there inside of you running the show. And so it's so interesting. Can you explain to us what is the science of metabolic typing? Um, how does it work? And can anybody have access to this? Okay. So the science behind it is there are, you know, this is, this is information, science that was kind of studied in the 30s. Um, Dr. Kelly 
um, oh gosh, I mean, I could get way d- deep in the science, but we are genetically, it, just because we're blonde and blue eyed doesn't mean our genetics in that deepest sense is going to be more, uh, you know, what, what we would think we need grains and, and those, those types of things. So what, what we're looking for in how the body kind of equates energy regulations as far as metabolism with food is the dominant system, the oxidative system or the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system is our, um, the sympathetic nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. So sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. Okay, so we find a dominant system there. And okay. the, algor- the algorithms that are asked with the 15 page assessment, question assessment, is, is giving us you know, all kinds of, of information so that we can kind of target where um, your results lie. Okay, and I get that report after you send your assessment into the quote unquote metabolic typing computer. Okay, then I get results and it tallies up for me. I don't know the, your specific answers that, and it doesn't matter, but it's also looking at your oxidative system. The oxidation rate is how fast carbohydrates um, break down in your system. Okay. Okay, so as I, you know, tried on my <clears throat> plant-based diet for, you know, a number of years or, and, and craved a steak, it was quite clear that something was wrong in how my body was processing the plant-based, you know, food. Hmm. Um, and it turns out that my oxidative system is fast and I burn through carbohydrates and it, it hypes me up and it, and it's, it, you know, when, when we're oxidating too fast, it's like caramelizing our insides with mm-hmm. sugar and it's nothing, you know, you don't, you don't ever want to, you know, caramelize something like aging, like oxidation when you cut an apple in half and it starts to turn brown. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we want to preserve that. So right. I need to slow that oxidation rate by higher fats and proteins and less sugar. Okay, mm-hmm. somebody that is um, completely the same but different, and this will get confusing. It was confusing to me in the beginning. Can have the same um, autonomic nervous system dominance. Okay, and they will eat very similar to me. But if they ate too much sugar, they want to take a nap and are, are bogged down by that fuel, right? Mm-hmm. Me, I'm hyped up. It's like, peel me off the ceiling. I almost want to keep eating that way because I need to keep myself on that high. And I finally burn out. But the opposite um, on the spectrum, which is exactly the same diet, they need to eat the same as me. They will be, you know, slow down and slow down and slow down and just almost be comatose right right? and conversely with the carbohydrate types it's the same you know way one's more autonomic uh, oxidative balance versus autonomic balance so when we know that information from the assessment um, then we can customize the diet to really suit you and maximize how your body uses food for fuel okay yeah okay this is so interesting because um, you know, I don't like when people demonize any one way of eating. 
And oh. so, but you see it everywhere, right? Like it becomes yeah. almost like politics or religion or something. So oh, it's dogma for sure. Yes, it's for dogmatic. Sure. And people are out there saying like, you know, this way of eating is, um, you know, horrible for your health and yeah. it's yeah. almost evil or immoral or, or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, you're leading people astray and you're spreading lies and yada, yada, yada. And we do it to both, both sides, whether it's like carnivore or vegan, right? Like from both ends of the spectrum, Everywhere. we're demonizing other people. And yeah. I've always been the type of person Although, of course, when I did find eating keto, I became very excited about it and wanted to tell yeah. everybody how amazing it is and so on and so forth. But I've always been careful to never demonize one way of eating because it might actually work for you. Who am I to say what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you? I'm just curious if you do think it's working for you. And I'm always curious, how do you know if it's working for you when you haven't tried both? Like, yeah. So exactly. for people who maybe have never looked into, you know, metabolic typing or genetic right. testing or anything, like, would you recommend that people actually try both to see which one works best for them, like more plant-based or like low carb versus high carb? Or like, how would you advise somebody who didn't wa actually want to take a look at their genetics or anything? Well, you are going to get information. I mean, our bodies are amazing and our bodies give us information every minute of every day. And so I always offer, in fact, before you do the assessment or as you're doing the assessment, um, I'm involved in that process. And I always offer, um, you know, first of all, if you're a breakfast eater, try a morning with um, a, a small glass of orange juice, maybe a half a cup of um, oatmeal and a couple blueberries, right? Okay. And see how your body feels two, afters after, uh, two hours after that meal. Mm -hmm. um, and the next day, then I want you to try maybe two eggs and a piece of good quality bacon and maybe um, a quarter or a half a banana and see how your body feels after that meal. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's offering a, um, a fuel mix, a macronutrient ratio, right. complete, you know, flip-flop, one's high carb, low fat, one's high fat, um, low carb, and let's see how your body responds and right. trust that. And then you play with that. And it's so interesting to see the, you know, just what your body offers you by way mm -hmm. of information. And yeah. it's, it's so funny. People have, have, you know, it, it it's, it's so, it's so interesting to watch somebody who has the, uh, you know, the dogma or the understanding of, you know, even a keto diet that, you know, mm -hmm. they're struggling and maybe they're not losing weight. Maybe they're feeling right. awful, but, you know, they, they know it's the way to, to lower, lower body fat. But right. if it's not, if it's not working for your genetics, I mean, yeah. that's, that's so important to really determine that. And yeah. yeah, try different things and your body's going to tell you one way or another. Um, you know, it, it might not always be cut and dried because a lot of times you get to this point um, where there is some functional issues with, um, you know, the, the microbiome, the gut, as far as how healthy it is, or, you know, or your hormones are so far off because you haven't done it right for all these years oh my gosh, we have GMOs, we have uh, toxins in the food, we have processed food. 
um, that's really, you know, clogging up the liver. And there, there's, there's so much going on with stress in the body right now. It's not always cut and dried, like I think it should be, you know, right. so so you might not get the information that you you want to get from from, you know, trying a, a, a N of one, you know, experiment for a day or two, right. you might need to go back to the basics and really clean up your diet, um, eat real whole foods for two weeks, and then you can get a clearer picture of what needs to happen. But that's not easy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's difficult to do, if, especially if you're struggling with health. And yeah. um, so that's why working with someone like you or I to kind of give them some training wheels and let's try this for, you know, three days and, you know, just muscle your way through it and, and make a commitment to yourself. And, you know, that, that's where practitioners like us can really kind of hold their hand and, and give them more input. And we don't know it all. You know, your right. body knows what it, it your body's amazing and it knows exactly what to do we just need to give it the right tools to yeah. you know move forward in health yeah. yeah so i've never done any kind of like metabolic typing or mm -hmm. um um you know genetic uh, looking at any of that stuff but oh, i've just wow. kind of figured out on my own like i used to eat i was a vegan and <laughs> now you know i've been keto i, I was a right. vegan for two years i was a vegetarian for five years two of them i was a vegan wow. and now i've been keto for eight years and so, and the more, the longer I've been keto, actually, the more um, animal uh, heavy I am. So I eat more protein yeah. than ever before. I was kind of afraid of protein when I first started keto, as I'm sure a lot of people sure. can resonate with. So also, as I've healed my body, I've brought back in more carbohydrates. And so yeah. now I might eat like an average of like 80 total carbs per day. Like yeah. I eat an apple and I'm still in ketosis and all sure. of this. And I'm wondering how I would feel if at this point, like, let's just say I did this test with you and it says like, I should yeah. be eating plant-based. I should be eating right. low fat according to like right. my genetics or whatever. Like, yeah. how would I feel? What would I do? Would I change anything? I'm just kind of like thinking <clears throat> through that. And I'm wondering if you've ever had an experience with a client where they're kind of like, no, I don't really think that's, that's true. Totally. Like, so, and how do you deal with that? That's such a good question. And I just had a lady the other day who was so disappointed. And I, let me tell you, I was in that boat in the beginning. I couldn't believe it. And I was so s skeptical. Um, there's a way around anything. I mean, if you truly wanted to be a vegan and you were more of a, a, of a um, hot, fast oxidizer like me, um, we could customize it to use more plant-based proteins mm -hmm. and give you the fuel that you need. It's not gonna be mm -hmm. easy that way. Um, and it's gonna require a lot of, in my mind, processed um, powders and things like that, which right. not, I'm not a huge fan of that. I like whole food, but it can be done. And I also suggest that maybe, um, that, that maybe you rethink the fact that, <sighs> Every metabolic type needs protein. And mm -hmm. it's so interesting how, how even 30%, even the, 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 the carbohydrate, you know, the strongest carbohydrate type needs about 30% protein in their oh, daily requirement. That. Yeah. Okay. So it's so interesting to, to think that, you know, we have swung, of course, the pendulum, you know, and we're so extreme as Americans for the most part, in how we think about things. If, if a little is good, 
more is better, which isn't, you know, necessarily true in all, all instances. But um, I always like to say that, you know, just give it a chance and let your body heal. And so many people tell me that they are surprised at how easy it is to follow uh, an eating plan that is metabolically sound for their body. And mm -hmm. they didn't think it would be as easy as it actually is. I mean, when you feel yeah. good, I mean, honestly, it's, it's yeah. amazing uh, how, how easy it is for you to follow something, you know, that, that might yeah. seem impossible in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. And, and actually, it's funny, because um, I'm kind of convinced that the because I eat higher protein, that's why I can actually bring in more carbohydrates, because of that protein to energy ratio. And when I was a vegan, I mean, I was probably eating, I don't even know, like, I was not doing like, I wasn't seeking out plant protein, I was just I knew eating. nothing about nutrition. I would oh, just gosh. like eat stuff that's not animal. So typical. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I had no well, idea. Well, Jess, I would say that probably um, the reason why you are able to incorporate more carbohydrates now and keep your weight where you want it, and that's mm -hmm. what I'm assuming is happening, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> is because what you've accomplished by eating lower carb, you know, very much keto, is that you've reduced the gut pathogenic gut bugs because they feed on the sugar and that's another whole genre of my practice looking at, at gut bugs and pathogens and clearing that um, yeah. because when you have infl inflammation in the body due to mm -hmm. pathogenic overload it's it's just this you know overarching inflammatory you know cascade that is debilitating to yeah. the body and it breaks down so many. I mean, it, it, it makes you think wonky. It yeah. makes your, you know, y your body feel so bogged down. And, and the fact that you pretty much starved all those bugs, mm -hmm. right? By eating very, very low sugar because they yeah. feed on sugar, dietary sugar. And that way you're now much healthier, um, metabolically speaking and microbiome wise yeah. because those gut bugs have quorum sensing and when they mm -hmm. are in the body i mean they are the fungus the parasites the bacteria are banding together creating biofilms protecting themselves communicating and making you eat things that you don't really want to be eating because it's yeah. feeding them and yeah. it's amazing how that works yeah. So that kind of like makes me wonder, is it, how can you tell the difference between like nature and nurture here? Like if you're asking these, you know, kind of like genetic questions and about the autonomic nervous system and all of this, and then you're also asking, well, how do certain foods make you feel like, have you ever found like a mismatch where like maybe mm -hmm. the metabolic type is like, okay, ideally, optimally, you know, once we get your body healed, you would probably do better with lower fat, higher carb, um, keep your protein. Um, but right now, because you're in such a state of dysbiosis or disease, we actually need you to eat more low carb and keto. Yes. Like, have you experienced that? And how can you, how can you tell the difference there? Oh, it's such a good question. You're, you're so smart. Um, because there <laughs> I'm is curious. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, these are wonderful questions. Um, it does happen when you, when you are kind of influenced in one way that is not your genetic propensity. Yeah. 
it becomes your um, where what's happening within your body is kind of a temporary scene, if you will. And what what when we when we answer the questions with the assessment for how you are feeling now and we get a result and we move into that arena of, you know, dietarily giving you the, the, you know, the information, start that. Typically you heal and you, and then, and then things begin to come, you know, the wheels kind of come off a little bit and we then reassess because you are in a temporary state. Your, yeah. your body has become so overwhelmed by, you know, I'll, I'll call it dis-ease. Typically mm-hmm. you're not, you know, diseased, but you are having unfortunate, you know, symptoms. And mm-hmm. once you clean it all up, you then can start, um, you know, like you did, add in more carbs and kind of maybe, <clears throat> maybe you arrive at the middle where you're not kind of oh, way over in this, in this category and right. you become a little more balanced. And that definitely is, you know, that's where we want to be. Balance is yeah. everything in this body for sure. And yeah. it's, um, it's, it's not easy to accomplish, but in, in this day and age, uh, you know, people are really suffering because of what we think is healthy <laughs> or we're yeah. told how to eat or we're on drugs that are really influencing the liver and, you know, giving, giving us it, just so many signals in the body. Mm-hmm. It's, it's vast, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I, I almost think that it's really fun and it makes life really interesting to just constantly be tinkering and yeah. wondering how good can I feel? And I have a, a, a colleague that I really respect. She's another keto coach. And I had her on the podcast a few episodes back because she started reintroducing carbohydrates. She Mm -hmm. lost a lot of weight and really healed her body with keto. But then she got to the point where she actually lost her period. And she was was not feeling great, especially around certain times of her cycle. And so the more that she introduced carbs back in, the better she felt. And so here I am, I'm someone like I, I was still eating super low carb up until earlier this year. And honestly, it was her experiments where she was like testing her blood sugar after eating certain foods. And I was like, huh, I wonder, and I just decided to try some things, but I was never actually experiencing any kind of negative um, feedback from eating keto. I just decided to try it out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And so I'm finding that I'm feeling fine either way. Like I'm fine with eating super low carb, almost carnivore. And I'm also fine <laughs> eating like 80 carbs a day and I'm having fruit twice a day and things like that. And it's just kind of fun to just get to decide like, well, what do you feel like doing? You're safe either way, because I think we get so scared. Well, the fact that you're kind of switching it up, I mean, the body wants to be kept guessing. And if you yeah. think of early humans, they didn't have fruit all year round. They didn't have, so, so we are designed to keep it guessing. And I will always say nothing is, you know, nothing is forever. Everything, the body keeps changing and, and the, the seasons change because we need to feed our bodies differently. And so, you know, there's this kind of flip flop back and forth of as long as you're eating real food, honestly, (laughs) as long as you're eating real food, because that real food has the messages that the body needs hormonal shifts and all of those are, you know, fuel mix is all determined by what you're eating. And when you're eating processed food, you're not getting that information. 
right? Yeah. It's, it's being stored as fat. And unfortunately, that's, you know, where many of us are. But when you're eating real food, depending on, you know, it could be meat, it could be fat, it could be, you know, plants, fruit, mm -hmm. even good quality grains. Yeah. If you're using that fuel effectively by, you know, getting plenty of exercise and, and, you know, not overeating, then, then you're going to benefit from that. And like, you know, some of us need more parameters than others yeah. to kind of keep us on the straight and narrow. I mean, some yeah. people are completely triggered by eating honey, if you will, um, right. or bananas or yeah. something that's even, you know, quote unquote healthy. But when we're, when we're appreciating kind of where we tend to feel best, then it's the 80-20 rule. You know, you, mm -hmm. can, you can enjoy yourself 20% of the time and go out to dinner and, and, you know, go wild with cheesecake or, you know, whatever it is that, that you really enjoy or French fries and be so fine just getting back on the wagon the next day, um, you know, appreciating that you do get to be diverse and your body is going to be fine as a result of you, you know, enjoying uh, some treats, but when you're doing everything right for the most part, you know, that tweaking is, mm -hmm. is so important for a lot of reasons. So yeah. there's there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you bring it back to eat real food because sometimes we tend to think of like, Oh, especially for those of us who have transferred off of a standard American diet to actually eating keto. And now we are focused hopefully on eating more whole foods and not just a bunch of yeah. keto products or whatever. But you know, in the past, doing keto, I would have thought of a high carb, low fat diet as like margarine and snack wells, you know, yeah. like, because that's what I ate growing up on a high sure. carb, low fat diet. Like, and that's not healthy either. Just because the macronutrients are high carb and low fat, it doesn't mean that the quality of your food is anything natural to what, <laughs> what you should be eating and what your metabolic type is telling you that you need. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. Well, and you, you, you brought the whole thing up with, um, um, your friend and her kind of feeling better. She, she lost yeah. her period with, with keto. That's, that's, a, that's a true issue with the adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. um, some of us need more carbohydrates to create the glucose to really feed our adrenals and you know just metabolic processes. Mm -hmm. And when we're eating very low, low, low carb for a very long time, time it will affect well not not always but it, it usually affects us in ways i mean if if we could have no stress and if we could have no you know uh, negative impact from environmental toxins then we would probably be better suited for maybe lower carb longer term and we're all genetically different but you're right as your friend it, you know added in healthy carbs mm -hmm. she felt better so I'll just say that it's, you know, it's so easy to just tweak and learn as yeah. you kind of play with the macros and give your body more of what it needs and then play with maybe, maybe two days a week, you take it, take them out or one day a week, you, you completely fast, you know, yeah. it, 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 there's so many opportunities for healing. Yeah. 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 We're so yeah. bio individual, but I want to get yeah. back to um, the protein conversation because okay. I, I have been so convinced in the last several years that if everybody just got enough protein, 
that then they could play around with fat versus carbs, you know, and probably be okay. And so, you know, I love that you were saying that even for the people that, you know, can do high carb, low fat, they should still be getting 30% of their energy from protein. And I know that you are um, an amino acid uh, therapy therapist. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So could you give us a little primer on what amino acids are? Um, How do we get them? Why are they important? Um, People ask me this question a lot. And so because I'm always touting protein. So could you share with us and what is, how do you do therapy with amino acids? It's so fun. First of all, when I start working with clients, I always offer, most of my clients are women and middle-aged women. And um, most people are not getting enough protein. Okay, because uh, for a lot of reasons, maybe they don't feel so good when they're eating protein because it's hard to break down because their digestive capabilities are not robust enough. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, then chew your food well, maybe, maybe decide to use a digestive enzyme to kind of break down protein and help help Mm -hmm. your body with that process. Okay, so I will always offer I I will say get 20 grams of protein per meal in the Mm -hmm. beginning at least that's 60 grams of protein. That's lower end protein wise, you know, middle of the road. Amino acid, amino acids are the breakdown of that protein. Say you have Mm -hmm. a chicken breast and you metabolize that and you get all kinds of amino acids. Okay. Um, I went into amino acid therapy because I was so disappointed in the progress of my clients in their ability to follow a diet, even myself, um, the the information within the neurotransmitters is incredible. Using a nutrient um, like L-glutamine, L-glutamine is a breakdown, it's an amino acid, so it's a breakdown Mm -hmm. of that chicken breast, if you will. Using L-glutamine powder to um, nourish the brain kind of shutting off carb cravings and healing the gut at the same time is just an amazing nutrient to offer someone who's struggling with carb cravings. Okay. It just settles you down. um, And those are the fun parts of the amino acid therapy that I've learned. We also use something called GABA. The GABA center in the brain is going to calm you down when you have that monkey mind or you just can't, can't um, quit thinking about the cookies in, in, in the cabinet. And you're just always, you know, thinking 50 thoughts at once. The nutrient GABA can be utilized and it, and it goes straight into the neurotransmitter to fill that up. So it calms you down. Um, 5-HTP is the, the, the um, precursor to serotonin. Serotonin is that feel-good um, nutrient that the brain uses. The happy, hor- you know, it's not a hormone, but it's right. the happy nutrient that, that is found in your SSRIs that are prescribed at nauseum for, um, you know, uh, all kinds of issues, you know, depression, anxiety, but I use targeted amino acids to take several times a day to support the neurotransmitters so that you can have the, the behavior that you're looking for to be able to stick to your diet, to be able to think like you want to think and have the clarity and the willpower, if you will, that, you know, is needed 
to get you over the hump and then we you know have more success as as a result of you know where where we go moving forward in the process yeah. well that is fascinating and i'm curious if um fats and carbs interact with neurotransmitters the same way do they or, or do questions they well certainly the carbohydrates would interact and that would be more because when 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 you're craving sugar your brain in addition to your microbes okay are needing something so the willpower that you know, when, when we can kind of muscle through two weeks of a diet and then fall off the wagon, right. that tells me that our neurotransmitters are used to functioning with a certain amount of, of nutrients. And, and, and I'm going to say glucose is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. So your brain is used to feeling a certain way and it's going to want to continue that. I mean, homeostasis is the, where the body wants to stay. It doesn't want to move any which way because it takes extra work. Um, that being said, the, the brain chemistry is not probably getting what it, it's needed because you're not e either you're not eating it or you're not able to break it down small enough to get the nutrients necessary for, for brain health. So you can utilize Okay, I'm getting off the off the off the question here. You were asking about carbs, but when we eat that carb, it's typically if it's processed, it's going to go straight into sugar, and your right. body, your brain is going to get the message that okay, we have what we need, and yeah. we feel comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna you're gonna be you know unfortunately you're going to beat yourself up because you ate the popcorn or you ate the you know whatever it was the cake and, but but your body immediately feels good right then 10 15 30 minutes later you feel awful because mm -hmm. you know you're used to being up here and then that blood sugar and that fuel was used and now you're back down here and so you know you're wanting it again so by filling up the neurotransmitter with a nutrient that is necessary to kind of sustain that level of function, we are able to keep on the straight and narrow, you know, stick to our diets and not um, sabotage ourselves in that, in that fashion like we have in, in the past. Yeah, so basically protein gets the job done better without any kind of negative repercussions, like with the car. Uh, on so many levels, yeah, 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 on so yeah. many levels. Yeah, that's interesting. What about fat? Does fat interact with our brain neurotransmitters? <clears throat> it doesn't. Um, fat definitely keeps us satiated and mm -hmm. it keeps the cell membrane very, very pliable. So it, it helps with the interaction of the nutrients going in and out of the cell and the integrity mm -hmm. of the cell. So fats are essential because our body doesn't, we have to eat good fats, but yeah. we, don't, we don't make fat. We store it, but we right. have to eat it. And we have to eat quality fats that are going to really support us in, um, in the way that the body uses that raw material for, the, the, for our body's, uh, you know, membrane stuff, you know, all that, all that metabolic talk um, as far as how the body utilizes stuff and yeah. makes, makes the actual body itself. Yeah. Okay. okay. So do you have any, um, like, vegan clients that you actually – 
through supplementation or, um, you know, plant sources, like, are they actually able to meet all of their amino acid therapeutic needs? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't work long term with vegans, they don't seem to, you know, want to stick around when when they're not really willing to kind of be a little more open. It can be done. um, And there are really amazing companies offering vegan supplements. But I don't think, you know, even flaxseed, we don't convert it in to like 20% of us or 30% of us, I'm not sure exactly, um, are able to have that enzymatic conversion to get the raw material correct. But I always say that, you know, there is no vegan culture that lasted through, you know, evolution. If you look Mm. back, there is just no tribe that didn't use animals in one way or another. And I like to look at at history. I love, you know, the the evolution of how things kind of came to be. And that's kind of an interesting, um, I I don't know, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that perspective because it's just a different way to look at it. And it's not with, without any judgment or anything, it's just kind of like looking back at historic history in a factual kind of way. And, you know, but I appreciate that you're still holding space for the fact that it can be done if somebody is really um, dead set on it, but you have to be open. And, And I remember feeling like as a vegan, people would say to me, like, you're missing important nutrients or what about B12 or just whatever. They would say stuff that I didn't really know about. And I would Mm -hmm. literally just block it out because I was so convinced um, of what I wanted to do that I I was not open-minded about it in the slightest. Um, And I'm so glad that somehow over time, honestly, the thing that, that made me switch back, people ask me sometimes like, why did you um, start eating meat again? And it was because I was so dominated by fear. I thought for sure, if I ate a bite of meat, that I would get sick. Like wow. I thought for sure, I was yeah. so afraid. I was terrified of it. In the same way, sometimes people that are eating keto, they can become so terrified of carbohydrates. Um, I've seen this totally. happen and, I, and I've flirted with it myself at different times in my life. Yeah. Like I thought for sure when I was pregnant and they wanted me to do the glucose um, tolerance <laughs> test, that for sure I would get sick. I would get right. a migraine. You know, I didn't feel great, but I was okay. You know, like, but we get ourselves so um, blind. We put blinders on to just totally. believe what it is that we want to believe. And that's why it's so important to, if you are not feeling good, um, allow yourself to tinker with it a little bit, like release, yeah. release the, um, the, the strong grip on it. And, um, you know, be open-minded to the fact that maybe you can learn something new and actually feel so much better if you did. Well, totally. And I so uh, appreciate, you know, animals deserve to be treated well and factory farm. Yeah. yeah, And factory farm animals are not, you know, probably I always say, so I'm a nutritionist and I'm a holistic nutritionist and I'm, I'm, I'm a meat eater but I eat very responsibly. And, um, you know, then people ask, do you go out to dinner? And it's like, well, occasionally, yes. But I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, then I appreciate that the world's not a perfect place. And I'm going to get, you know, if if I go to In-N-Out Burger on a, on a trip or something, I'm going to get a, you know, not a very high quality piece of meat, but that's called living in the world. And I'm very practical in that, in that way. 
I appreciate you if you want to, you know, remain vegan and, and I will support you and I will offer you every tool I have yeah. to support you in a way that makes sense for you. And that's kind of how I, you know, kind of, I'll just make, I'll give you the information I have and yeah. I'll explain why I have that information, you know, and what, what it means to me. And then you, you make up your mind. Yeah. No, nobody's perfect. And the, and the best part about all of this is we never get it done. We have yeah. to eat for the rest of our lives. And our body gives us information as a result of the eating whatever it is. And, mm -hmm. and we can recover just as easily. It might take a day or two or three or four you know, as, as we get older and, and, and wiser. We, we choose differently, possibly. But it's, it's, it's as simple as that. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like encapsulating the metabolic type yeah. thing. So basically, are we kind of saying like, however, our ancestors ate for most of human history, we're yeah. still carrying that within our bodies. And that's probably how we're going to be best suited to eat regardless of where we happen to live now, whatever climate we're in right now. It has nothing to do with our climate. Yes, right. it has to do with our genetics. And those dominant systems that were designed, you know, in the beginning, and um, it's, it's quite interesting to just appreciate that fact and that um, there's wiggle room in that. But yeah, when you have the basics, just like anything, you can kind of decide how you step in what direction and, um, and give the body a chance to let you know how it's doing and, mm -hmm. and, and move forward yeah. after that. Did you know that I'm a weight loss coach exclusively for women? I work with clients one-on-one -on -one and in small groups. It's very personal and it's holistic. We talk about the practical and the personal, the habit changes and the mindset changes. It's a ton of listening to you and helping you unlock your motivation to do the things you already know, because of course everything you need to know is free on YouTube. Coaching is not just about changing behavior or habits, but changing beliefs, which means changing behavior for good. I would love to work with you. You can learn more about my coaching services at theketofit.com. In the meantime, I'll continue to serve you with free helpful content here on the podcast. And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Keto Fit. Remember, you're allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. See you next episode.